0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast, G-rated edition. I'm your host, Ralph Walbro. We are joined by Dave Cariello, the leader, president of Canal Street Chronicles. Kevin Held is... Suppose They had a kayaker in St. Louis get lost or murdered or commit a murder. I don't know. It's an emergency situation, Dave. Um, So Held's not going to be here. So he's not going to talk in a British accent, obviously, which he was totally prepared to do for 45 minutes. And that was going to be punishment for all the people that don't like the cursing on the podcast.
2: (laughs) It would have been an awful, awful punishment.
1: It would have and we have a we have a brand new special segment that we'll have to uh hold off for next week because it's it's a segment involving Kevin but uh he had breaking news you know duty calls um Dave I got the crap scared out of me on Twitter today uh, when they said Jimmy Graham hurt his back um you know would it kill the media before they tweet stuff out to just like get some info like get some information and like let things sort of figure things out instead of just tweeting things. Oh my God, I think Jimmy Graham's dead. Would it, would it kill him? Would it kill him to do that, Dave?
2: Uh, no, because that's not what Twitter's about. Twitter's about, you know, quick, quick thoughts, whatever pops into your head and, um, and, and getting the news first and being the first to, to, to say something if it's important or if it has to do with the saints. So that way, uh, People retweet you and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I mean, I just think that's, that's part of the game. Don't, don't, don't hate the players. You know, hate the game. Uh, and I just think that's the way it works. And, you know, I was on Twitter all, I spend all day on Twitter too for work. I have a couple of accounts that are related to my store and on some of them I follow a few synced camp guy reporters and, uh, I definitely have the same feelings as you. I was like, holy crap, uh, you know what's going on? What the hell is going on? Somebody give me an update. Somebody give me an update here. But
1: uh, seems like everything's fine. Yeah, it does. The the one thing that concerns me, and I, and I thought of this when you had sent the the email around for Canal Street Chronicles, the writers and different topics that people are discussing. You you brought up the topic of um, Spags coming over from St. Louis, and he had a lot of injuries last year in, in St. Louis. Did he bring over that curse? I think he has, Dave. I think he's brought in some strain of, like, Ebola or, like, AIDS or something, and it's only for corners.
2: Ebola? Ebola? Is, is that a combination of Ebola and the Ecoli virus?
1: It is. <laughs> it is. And the thing is, whatever it is, only corners can get it. And it was rapid in St. Louis and knocked out all their corners. And he's brought it to New Orleans because all the corners are injured. Um, How... Concerned should we be that Spagnola is really the angel of death? Uh,
2: I don't really know whether it has to do with you know I, I don't know but you know it is a concern of mine you know all of these injuries at cornerback uh, are definitely a little concerning and uh, I, I would hate to see the same thing that happened to the Rams last year you know their secondary just got mauled with injuries I mean they were they were just they were just walking out in front of the stadium and just picking out athletic guys and putting them in a helmet. Uh I mean it was it was bad and you know it doesn't matter how good your defense is and it doesn't matter how good your offense is, um I mean if, when you get decimated at a at a certain position like that, uh, it's gonna be a tough ride. And um so I'm I'm getting a little concerned. I mean, you know, they're saying Patrick Loudon's in the shoulder is not that serious, but Angelic Weird is going to be back by the beginning of the season and you know, Johnny Patrick just kind of got a little dinged up with his groin. I don't know. He'll probably need sports on his surgery, just like everybody else on the team. It's kind of a rite of passage if you want to be on the New Orleans team. Um, but uh, I am worried about I am worried to be. What, what I'm really worried about, I'm, I'm worried about the, of this season feeling like, you know, 2007, 2008, where you have this awesome offense, and then you have Jason David. And <laughs> it just negates everything. It negates all the hard work, all the talent. You know, you just have a weakness and it, it's, you know, they say a chain is only as strong as its weakest link and I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm terrified that it, this season is going to feel just like 2007, 2008 where this one weakness just can constantly hold the team back. So I really think we need to get these guys
1: healthy. Well, I think that's true, and that's the thing that 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 so scared me about the Jimmy Graham injury because really the Saints' offense for the six years that Sean Payton and Drew Brees been it's it's been either you know the first five years it was either really good every year pretty much in 2009 it was great but in 2011 Dave it was legendary or transcendent or whatever word you want to use and the reasons were jimmy graham and darren sproles they sort of brought this offense to a whole nother level that we had never seen never even maybe imagined that it could be and i think your fears of 2007 and 2008 could definitely become true if the saints have Massive injuries on defense, and their defense is kind of mediocre. And you plug, and you take out Darren Sproles or Jimmy Graham for any length of time. I think you're you're definitely looking at that. I think arguing the the most valuable players for the Saints, I would argue Breeze, Sp- Breeze Graham Sproles in that in that exact order for importance. Um, Breeze Graham Sproles in order of importance.
2: Yeah, but I just – but I think if you lose – I mean, Breeze, yes, okay. You know, he, let's take him out of the equation. Obviously, he's the most important dude on um, the team. But, I mean, I think even if you take out Jimmy Lamb or you take out Darren Sproles, I think that the offense is plenty good enough and plenty diverse enough that they can continue on, maybe not being, you know, a powerhouse, but still being pretty damn good in the top five offense. Uh you know, if you don't have Jimmy Graham, you know, you're a little weak at tight end, but I mean, you still get the full set of wide receivers, yeah. and you still have Drew Brees, and you still have great kind on of a great offensive line. And if you lose Janice Pros, you still have, hmm, let's see, Pierre Thomas, Mark Ingram, Chris Ivory, Tavares Jackson. I mean, Tavares, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tavares, Tavares. Doesn't he play quarterback for the Vikings? Tavares, yea, Tavares and uh, oh, and if you don't have Travolta, you know, and if you don't have Lance Moore and Devery Henderson, then you have oh, I don't know, yeah. Joe Morgan or Andy Tanner. Um, I mean, granted, some of these guys, Travolta, Jackson, I'm gonna ask. Uh, I mean, <laughs> some of these guys may have to get cut at the end of the at, at the end of the training camp or or the preseason, and I mean, it's definitely possible they might not clear waivers. Uh, so, you know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's I I, I definitely think Cadet is going to be. If he, if he has a one or two more good preseason games, he, he's not going to be a practice great guy. Somebody, somebody will take him because teams always have injuries at running backs, it seems. Um, yeah, we
2: don't have Drake Bell anymore.
1: Yeah, we don't. I know. He would, he, 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 that's the, Cadet has filled that role of Joik of Bell really nicely. Um, is there, is there a sense with you, with you that, it's only been one preseason game, obviously, but the practice, is there a, I get the sense on Canal Street Chronicles by the commenters that there is a feeling that this defense is going to be better than last year eventually. Is that, yeah. the, is that the sense that you, you get on, on our people's expectations starting to get a little out of whack, maybe?
2: Um, no, I don't think it's crazy. To think or to believe that that uh, that the Saints' defense is going to be better. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, you know, if they were like a top, if they were like the second best defense in the league last year, and then you make a statement like, "Well, I think they're going to get better." Well, there's not a lot of room for them to get better. You got to be the first best defense. Well, that's not the situation with the Saints. They're middling at best. I think they were like 26 or 25 yeah. or something like. That. Uh, so no, I don't think it's. You know, I don't think it's too too crazy a notion at all. And, and personally, uh, I would have to probably agree with a lot of the people that say those things on Canal Street Chronicles because I myself think that uh, the Saints defense is going to get better. Um, you know, just like Greg Williams' this first year, I think people are going to be – I think they're going to be pumped up. I think they're going to buy into it, the whole thing, a, a, a lot better. And uh, I think just the fresh – having that fresh face in there, I think that's going to do – a whole world of difference right there. Um, and I expect, uh, I, I, think we're gonna, I don't, I'm not gonna be surprised, but I think maybe a lot of other people are gonna be surprised. But I think the Colin Calhurts and the Skip Bayless of, of the world are gonna be surprised to see such a, a, a big improvement. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the defense is gonna be markedly improved. Top ten, even.
1: Yeah, well, Dave, at what point
2: of the. the but uh, you Patrick Robinson are healthy.
1: Well, here, here's a question for you. At what point during the Hall of Fame game did you send a uh, funny, taunting email to the foul alcoholic Dave showed uh, about having Curtis Lofton? Did you send it, like, did you, did you wait uh, until I, you the third quarter?
2: I, did, I didn't make any Curtis Lofton jokes. Um, okay. I wasn't even really thinking about that. You know, I, you've got that vengeful mind,
1: Ralph. I do. You
2: you. you. Do. Uh you. I And I highly encourage you to do that because, <laughs> you know, like, Dave, Dave chose. He, he's he's a jokester like that. He'll, he'll he'll play along with you. You know he doesn't take it too seriously, which I like. Um, but uh yeah, no, it's cool. It's it's definitely cool. It's it's just like you know, just like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be laughing in our face about Colin. Maybe not because Ben Brubst is a pretty good. Yeah. By the way, by the way, the offensive line was good. Looks good in run blocking. Uh, I was I don't think you there was really much to be disappointed about. With that first game, let's see what happens uh, next season. The Saints—I feel like they're usually um, pretty, pretty, pretty,
0: pretty.
2: um, (laughs) I don't even know what the word. Uh, Inconsistent. They're pretty inconsistent when it comes to their preseason games. Sometimes they'll they'll put a good performance together, and then the next next week they come out.
1: Yeah, the only
2: time they. Start freaking out. You're like, oh my god, we're gonna go five and yeah. Whatever, <laughs> sixteen minus five is. I don't.
1: You know what though, Dave? With the last six years, I just don't freak out about the preseason because they've been so good during the regular season. No matter what I see, unless like Drew Brees would his arm would fall off, I could just blow it off and be and be like, they've won thirty seven games the last three years, whatever. You know, so I can blow it off, so I don't panic as much. But you're right. The only time they were really spectacular in the preseason was in oh nine when they just housed the first three teams they played and I was like, Oh my god this right, that was, I've that never was seen new this in the preseason that was, before and
2: that was right and that was new defensive coordinator. Yeah. Right.
1: But uh so if we if
2: we see them house a bunch of teams in the preseason, then maybe we can start drawing comparison and saying Super Bowl, Super
1: Bowl <laughs> And and as Andrew said last night, uh Kevin Cobb is wretched. Um, he, I mean, that that interception that Malcolm Jenkins did, that's basically, I forgot who it was, but they broke it down on the NFL Network, and they're like, dude, that's a high school coverage. you got to be able to make that read, and he just couldn't, so he's a garbage truck. Tom Brady, not so much. Uh, I have expectations tomorrow, or maybe it's a hope, that with all the injuries in the secondary, somebody is going to say, I can make this team, and, and one of these cornerbacks that, we that we've never heard of is going to emerge and, and, and lock down the fourth or fifth corner spot. Is that, is that possible to happen tomorrow? And if it, if it would happen, who would you think of all the corners that we, have, we didn't even know they existed until a week ago, who would you guess? Might be the guy
2: um I would say I would say probably and this isn't like it's not like not like we have never heard of him, but I would say I would say the saints are probably expecting or hoping it to be Marquise Johnson, yeah, uh, I think he's the guy that uh, uh, that's pretty much next in line, uh I guess maybe you could call him a dime package cornerback or whatever the hell i I, I don't know uh, but I mean he's. He's supposed to be pretty good. He's been running with, you know, Johnny Patrick and and the twos. Uh, well, he's, I mean, with Jabari Greer and Patrick Robinson now, I mean, he's been up with the ones. Uh, so I would, I think, I know that I personally, I would, my mind would be a lot more at ease if, not just tomorrow, but over the course of this entire preseason if we saw a lot of good things from Marquise Johnson. Uh, we could maybe breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief. And if that happens, then I would say, okay, uh, you know, this is, this is good. This is going to be good. Uh, because I'm, and, and that's working, also working under the assumption that the linebackers are going to continue to look, uh, pretty darn good.
1: Yeah, I think, I think they're just going to be bad. I think the one thing with Spagnola is, um, when he took over for the Giants the year they beat the Patriots when the Patriots were undefeated. That defense that he took over for the Giants and they had better I think they had better personnel than the Saints, especially on the defensive line, and maybe you could even argue at linebacker. They stunk it up for about a month. And I think the giant I wanna say the Giants started one and three that year, maybe, but I mean they stunk it they stunk it up for about a month. So, I mean I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, Dave, if, if this this offense is taking some is taking some lumps. And people are saying even if the Saints are winning, they're saying, ah, it's the same old Saints because it's 35-21, 35-24. And um, you know, I would expect this defense to really start to really see uh turn the corner maybe week seven, eight. Um do you think it'll be a slow process?
2: Um wait now, so is that
1: Do you think the the defense is going to take some time to come together?
2: Oh, you you, so seven and eight? You mean weeks? weeks, Week seven, week eight? Oh, Um, you know. Again, if we're if we're going to draw comparisons to the 2009 year, I would say no. I mean, I feel like I feel like the defense came came hot right out of the box uh, in 2009. Uh, You know, so. I definitely think that I think that all phases of the Saints of, of of the Saints football team, you know, offense, defense, special teams, I think they're all going to be better season then than they are in week one. I just think that's a natural progression that happens to every team uh, every year as you go through, um, you, you know, you just get a little bit better. Um, but uh, so that'll happen naturally. But no, I think that they could come hot right out of the box.
1: Well, I yeah, will see. I mean, I- I, I think the thing that sort of they came hot out of the box with Greg Winn was just the turnovers and, and Darren hot Sharp. Out of your
2: mom's was, box. What's
1: that? It
2: said hot out of your mom's box. <laughs> nice.
1: They I uh, thought we were trying to clean up the show because people were saying I, that. I didn't
2: we were, curse. I wasn't a curse. That's
1: true. That is true. You know, but, um, you know, what's your – speaking of getting people angry, what's your take on the whole Jonathan Vilma – uh, getting the deal. Uh, we're coming up to that sort of fr- that sort of soft Friday deadline. What's your What's your overall sense of what the deal means for if the NFL sort of has the goods? Is their evidence kind of shaky? And and the secondary point is, what do you think Jonathan Vilma is going to do? Is he going to take a Is he going to Is he going to take a deal?
2: Well, I don't know whether I don't think we've ever really gotten. Have we gotten official confirmation that 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 deal? With those terms, the the, the half season suspension uh, for Vilma is that. Have we gotten confirmation that that was actually reality? Because last we left it, I I thought the NFL was was just flat out. The denied.
1: NFL the NFL denies it, but Schefter and Mortensen are like the NFL can say whatever they want. They talked about reducing the suspension to eight games, so maybe well, it's
2: if not- I mean if that if Vilma had that opportunity, I would think he'll probably take it. Um what would I like to see? Yeah, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind seeing this play get played out in court and going all the way to court and seeing if if the NFL is forced to to you know to 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 release all of their evidence. Um the you know, the the Colombo in me wants to see that happen because I'm I'm curious to know I, you know I want everything to be out I want all the cards to be out on the table and I want to just be able to call it as I see it. Um, and right now, nobody can really do that because we really don't know what the hell is out there and what's the truth and what's not the truth. So, uh, But if, if he was offered that, I, I would assume, I think Zolman is probably going to take it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, because I, I don't think he can, with his, with his age and his, I don't think he can risk being out a year. But the interesting thing, Dave, and, and me and Andrew talked about it a little, but it really sort of struck me today when I was driving into work, listening to Mike and Mike. And, you know, that, you know, Andrew, his whole point about Jeff Duncan is why did he – why does he just for six months take the NFL at the word, oh, they must have the evidence, they must have the evidence, and nobody questions anything. But I'm driving into work today. Mike Greenberg is the same thing. Oh, I think Goodell is an honorable man, and, you know, the NFL, they they must have the evidence. Why is the national media, for the most part, just afraid to say to the NFL – Show me what you got. I almost wish I almost wish the NFL media, like ESPN and the national media, they were sort of more like the political media where they were biased and they questioned fucking everything. You know? I mean Oh, that was a bad word, Ralph. Oh yeah, well it was. Sorry. I apologize. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> we made it, dude. We made it to eighteen, nineteen minutes. We a I have been
2: I have I have been trying really hard not to use bad words. It's like, a, it's like I'm really thinking about it. Yeah. It's a conscious effort. <laughs> it's really fucking tough. <laughs> so, So now we're off the rails. So, but, but do, I mean, <laughs> you you know, why? Everybody's going to be listening to this podcast after the whole conversation we just had on the, on the previous contest co- podcast. Everybody's going to be coming to this one and saying, oh, I wonder what they said. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello out there.
1: Hello. No, but why do you think that is? Why? Do, why does the national football media?
2: I, I mean, because on one side you have the NFL, and on one side you have Jonathan Vilma and players, and I just think that I think that I think that these guys they look at I mean, they look at all other actions of other players. You know, I mean, players do crazy things, and how many players out there are getting arrested? So I think that they just assume, oh, yeah, Jonathan Vilma probably was getting paid to you know injure somebody or whatever. It's like they just don't think that it's that far fetched of an idea. And and they figure, hey, the NFL is this big corporate entity. You know, why would they, why would they risk lying? You know, and and they, why would they make all these claims if they couldn't back them up? Uh, And they basically, you know, I think when it comes down to it, they look at the NFL and they look at Jonathan Miller and they say, hey, the NFL is just more believable. Uh, I think that's, I think deep down, that's really what it comes down to. Um, And again. It's really impossible to say until we until we get all this evidence that Goodell has and until we know what's what.
1: Yeah, I just don't see it happening. I don't think the NFL, the NFL doesn't want this going into the season. Um, they want this wrapped up. They don't want Bounty 8 taken away from the season. But um, since Andrew was at the, at the actual game, I wasn't able to ask him this question. But um, as far as watching the game on TV – how did you? Were you uh pleasantly surprised or vastly disappointed in how much they talked about the bounties?
2: Oh, Uh, <laughs> uh I played the bounty gate drinking game, and you're I still was, alive. So that's a oh pre- my, oh my God! I don't even remember what happened during the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this though: I I, I could have officiated it better. Oh <laughs> shit! You are not kidding. No. You are not no. that kidding. Is, that is a bad word I can't do. I know. That. I'm that's off the ridiculous. rails.
1: Um the 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 officiating <laughs> was frighteningly bad, Dave. It was
2: uh, That's why I said on Twitter, I said, Yeah, dear NFL, <laughs> please give the give the regular officiate, officials whatever the hell they want. Back back in cave in to whatever demands they have. Uh, get these guys back uh, no it was bad but uh, no to answer your your initial question um, no it was it was it was everything I expected it's me um, it was absolutely it was mentioned I would say the exact number of times I probably would have um, guessed and I, the officiating was definitely on the field was definitely bad but uh, the announcing was equally. Equally awful. I mean, it was it was preseason for everybody out there. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, pronouncing Gyre Evans and Gillette instead of Gillette and singing you know singing play that funky music, white boy. I mean, like, what the hell was going on in that booth? Yeah. Uh, you know. But no, I, I, I. Of course, they mentioned the bounty. Of course, I mentioned the lack of Sean Payton. I, I am sure that. You know the good the good news is some of the regular. Preseason games are going to be on local television, and I don't think that the local guys are going to talk about it as much as the national guys do. So, but but once we get to the regular season and games around NFL Network and Fox and all that, uh, be prepared to keep hearing about it, and it'll it'll go all season long. I don't think it'll let up at all. I really don't. It'll ne- it'll it'll really
1: it don't. will it will not end, and I think.
2: In fact, that might get worse as you get like once you get into like the postseason, you know, then you're you're always hearing about all the backstories uh, for yeah. all the pregame stuff and, and during the game. So, I, I mean, if and when the Saints take the playoffs, it's just it's only going to be more of a focus.
1: Yeah, and i I think I think Kevin Kevin may have brought this up that
2: um
1: once yeah, I'm they,
2: sorry, insert insert crazy long winded Kevin rant here.
1: It is well his. his thing was basically that the bounty thing will never end because if the if the saints lose, if the saints aren't doing well and they're mediocre they're of course going to talk about it and blame all the mediocrity on the bounties and if the saints are doing awesome and dump trucking teams and are seven and one eight and one well then all the trolls skip bayless greg doyle mike freeman pick your favorite troll your troll troll that you uh hate so much they're they've already got and Pete Frisco. that's what I was thinking of they've already got the column ready of goodell didn't punish the saints enough
2: <laughs> right
1: so <laughs> it's it just it's not going to end like there's no there's nothing the saints can do to sort of to sort of put it on the back burner. so you just you're just gonna have to grin and bear it i mean i i i'm thinking you know maybe we should not only um like uh Bounty Bingo but if you can't get your your TV synced up with people out of town like me with DirecTV maybe you got to have like a special playlist on iTunes where you can just play music during the game I don't I don't know because um it's just not going to get it's not going to it's not going to change and it's just going to drive it's just going to drive Saints fans nuts um the wide receiver position Morgan. He's wildly inconsistent. Right. Is he gonna make, is he gonna make this club, Dave? Cause you, I know that's your thing. You're, you you pick the 53 man roster and you've been pretty damn good at it the last couple, couple of cracks you've done at it. So is he, is he gonna make this club?
2: I think it's too early to tell. Um, I would say no and i and I would say it is because of his inconsistency i mean i I was to be honest with you, I was very surprised to see him out there with the starters um in that first game against the cardinals and uh but he did pretty well but but like you said he's just he's inconsistent he just he can't seem to put a string of these performances together so um you know, I think only time's gonna tell on him, but I mean if he if he continues to just be inconsistent then no, I don't think he's gonna make it. And um I haven't been paying attention close enough. I mean I'm not sure if he contributes much on special teams other than punt returning or anything like that. Um but yeah uh, I mean Courtney Courtney Roby has been having a good good a good camp from what I've heard. Uh, yeah, and he
1: looked good in the Hall of Fame yeah. catching the ball. I mean
2: Yeah, he looked good catching the ball and we already know he's a good gunner. Um, we know he can return punts, and he's and he's way more consistent. He's already had the job, and it's his job to lose, to be honest with you. So uh, I think if Roby keeps having a good good camp, I mean, I think he's your, what, your fifth guy?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Roby, they, 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 got, they got to keep Roby. I mean, he's too good. Yeah, he, like you say, he's too good a gunner. The thing is with him is that I think – I don't think they'd hesitate to play him at wide receiver if they needed to in a pinch.
2: No right. be a failure. He I think they, I've seen him. He's been out there. He's you know it's it's rare, but I've seen him. Yeah, I see them line up. I think rigid. the issue.
1: I think the issue they have with Roby is they. I think they would worry about playing him at wide receiver because he's such a good gunner. To ask him to, return return some kicks and be gunner and play wide receiver snaps. I think that's asking an awful lot. That that's really asking an awful lot of a guy. You know. For it.
2: For it. And I mean, the other thing with Joe Morgan too is, I mean, this Andy Tanner kid, he could, I mean, if, if he proves that he can be consistent. If he can make a bunch of catches um, and possibly contribute on special teams, then, I mean, heck, Morgan could get beat out by Andy Tanner.
1: Yeah, I mean it. it It's it's interesting.
2: I, Oh, I... he could get beat out by Travaris Cadet if they wanted to move him to wide receiver.
1: Yeah, who do you think? Who do you think on the roster? Not that I obviously mean you are out at pranks, but who do you think, there's always, there's, sometimes there's a guy that the Saints will cut and you'll be like, damn, they cut him? Who is a guy that you would think that you have your eye on that, that, that may, that may have a hard time making this club that we, that we're, that we're thinking, that we're not thinking of and it may be a surprise when they get down to the final 53?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say maybe somebody on on the I would say maybe somebody on the defensive line
1: yeah maybe
2: um. I don't know maybe a guy like Kurt McBride you know, yeah
1: a, I was thinking Adele uh,
2: you were thinking of who
1: Remy Adele
2: yeah yeah, I, think, I mean, I think if, if you were gonna, I think it would be
1: somebody maybe from the defensive line. Yeah, I just, I just think that a guy like you know, Remy Dell, if they if they see a guy that, that it's equal and if it's sort of playing as good as him and they're younger, you know, and especially right. McBride, if he starts, if he starts, if if he gets, I think that's a good choice by you because if he gets, I think Dave, if he gets nicked up at all they're going to be like look you're not making the 53 man roster um because we don't want to guarantee your salary for a year we might you know we're cutting you Stay, stick by the phone you know if we need you we'll call you but we're not guarantee your salary for a year because you have proven in the last couple of years that you've been injured so i i think i think Turk McBride is a really interesting interesting call Especially, don't even think about like injury. I would just keep an eye on him, Dave. If I see that he's missing a bunch of practice ins and gets a little nicked You know? <laughs> I would I would I would red flag him. And I don't you love how we break down the roster and we I haven't seen uh well no, I did see ten seconds of practice because the NFL network uh had it on yesterday. And what lucky the... F. Yeah, it is. That you know what, all you kids that are like fifteen to twenty years old you do not realize how awesome you have it with the Saints because when I was that age, they were never the lead on ESPN. They wouldn't, you know, they'd get to the Saints preview like the last day before the season started. They'd put it on it like it'd be like a 20 second thing. Now the Saints are like a glamour team and the freaking lead on the NFL shows on ESPN and the lead on the NFL network was the Saints and New England possible Super Bowl preview. And that practice, Dave, it was Freaking packed. Don't those people in New England have jobs
2: during the day? <laughs> and I always think about that when I see people that go out to, to the practices in the middle of the day. How does everybody get off work? Yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, you know, I think everybody, the media always does it, and I think it's because it's true, but uh, there are a lot of similarities between the Saints and the Patriots. They've got some dedicated fans, and they're used to a good quality product now, too, so. It's fun to watch if you have a good team. It's fun to go out and watch them. I mean, who wants to go out and watch? I don't know, who's crappy? Oh yeah,
1: you want I was to go re- out and watch
2: the Browns.
1: <laughs> I was I was reading um, what's his name? Drew uh, Drew McGarry from Deadspin. He has the he does the previews of the NFL teams. He does why your team sucks. And uh, I was reading one today. It was Jacksonville, and he was describing the media in Jacksonville talking about how bad blaine Gabbard is even when it's like um seven on seven or skeleton drills like he still sucks so bad he can't complete throws
2: um yeah oh, i feel bad for jacksonville jaguars fans
1: that's when you know your quarterback
2: all, all, all is all eight of them yeah have you been watch? did you watch hard Knocks last night?
1: uh i i did not i uh HBO, I get, we gave it up a couple of years ago, but I've, I hear Game of Thrones is really awesome, so I'm thinking about picking it back up. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't catch Hard Knocks. Was it? Was it tremendous?
2: It was pretty good. Yeah, Chad Johnson is he's a funny guy. He's a, he's a character for sure. <laughs> and so, uh, they had a. There was only a, a, a brief. A Reggie Bush appearance. So.
1: A b- only brief.
2: Yeah, they were playing. He was playing feature with Chad Johnson. That was it.
1: Ah, so they, they. I'm gonna we're gonna end on this note, and this was a question that I asked Andrew, and I'm gonna ask it to you. When we talk again next week, what Saints player that like 90 percent of the fan base didn't even know was on the team is gonna have an awesome game this week and win the Onamo Ojo uh, training camp superstar soon to be in the Hall of Fame. Or Adrian Arrington, if you don't go far enough back to remember Onomo Ojo. Uh, who's gonna be the guy that we didn't even know was on the team, but he's gonna look awesome tomorrow?
2: What did, what did, what did Andrew say? Uh,
1: he picked, uh, the, the, I forget his name, the, uh, the defensive back, the free agent from Arkansas, who got, um, who got Jericho
2: Nelson? Yeah,
1: who got Torch today apparently a couple of times he picked, he picked Nelson so who who are you going to
2: select? I don't know that's a good one because that's probably who I would go with too but uh, well, so let's go I don't know can I I mean uh, we already know about Andy Tanner so I feel like I can't say that because everybody knows about Andy
1: Tanner. Well but, yeah but I mean
2: I, I, mean, I think, he could he could
1: he could he could bring it up he could go he could go up. He could. I mean, another good game, Dave, and he could get into Adrian Arrington like 2010 preseason levels.
2: Right. Know? I mean, he'll probably. I don't know if he'll make the final 53, though. He's, he's practice squad eligible. They'll probably stash him away for another year. Um. But who else? Don't
3: it would be base. nice. It would. I mean, it would be. Not, it
2: would be nice if it was like somebody on the defense, and it would be nicer if it was a defensive back for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, that that, that would meet. be helpful.
1: They don't think of it as like they have to make the team. Just think of it as like they're gonna have such a good game tomorrow that you're gonna see a feature on Nola.com. You're gonna see a feature yeah. on WWE. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. With, I'll go with it.
2: And, and, and Andy Tanner.
1: Andy Tanner. I think that's. a I think that's a good choice. Uh, I went with. I went with Corey White, but I, I would. I would like. I would like. I would like Andy. I would like Tannermania to catch on and and have like a. A thread that's like 200 comments on Canal Street Chronicles. People just arguing back and forth, making threats about who should be if, if Andy Tanner should make the team. That's what I want, Dave. I want. I want. I want. I want Tanner. Is that just a
2: normal Tuesday?
1: It is. People are. It, you know what? You can start to tell. You can start to tell when it's regular season. Be when it when it's starting to come because. People just start going to the site and they comment on anything, just like the, the, the we're joking about it, this podcast about the language on the podcast. You know, all off season, they had like three comments for the podcast every week and it would be like, blah, 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 whatever.
2: It's not, <laughs> it's not working. Why
1: isn't it working? And I'd be like, and I'd be panicking. You know, I can't listen to it. I'd be like, oh shit, something's wrong. But now we got like a 30 comment, uh, thing on the podcast, which probably, I would guess.
2: 97 comments right now.
1: It, that I bet you, besides like you could add up all the comments of all the off-season bounty podcasts we have, and they wouldn't add up to ninety-seven.
2: I guarantee you that would be correct. And that you know, but Dave, i like twenty.
1: That, that that's exactly right. But you know what, Dave? That's good for your site and it's good for us because it means that football season has officially arrived. Because the Saints fans, we just got to talk to each other about anything. We don't even care now. We're just we gotta, we gotta go to Karnal Street Chronicles and we gotta hang out and not do work. Right. <laughs> Dave, it's been fun. I can't believe Kevin held, uh, short changes for his job, but whatever. Um, it good. so, uh, try not to get killed when you, when you play, uh, Bounty Bingo tomorrow night.
2: I will try not to.
1: All right. For, for Dave Cariello, I'm Ralph Marlborough. Thanks for joining us.